world. It's your past first point guard and trailblazers reporter, Mike Richmond. You are listening to another episode of Locked on Blazers, part of Locked on Podcast Network, available wherever you get podcasts and also on YouTube. Thanks for making the show your first listen, coming at you every single weekday, Monday through Friday. So make it a part of your daily routine. Make it your first listen. Tell your friends to do the same. It's Locked on Blazers, your team every day. In today's episode, it is a special delivery mailbag edition of the program answering a couple good, real good emails I got. Listener submitted questions at the email address LockedOnBlazersPod at gmail.com if you want to send me a, a question for the show. That is the number one place to do it. Uh, in addition, we'll preview the game against the Jazz, the Blazers' biggest game of the season. Um, I, I mean that like sarcastically, but it's also like I think it's factually true. They're about to play their biggest game of the season. You are listening to Tuesday, November 14th show. And tonight they conclude a three-game road trip, the first of a of a road home back-to-back against the Jazz in I, I don't know what the arena's called anymore. <laughs> Formerly a lot of things. The Delta Center, Vivint Smart Home Arena, um, whatever. They're gonna play the Jazz in downtown Salt Lake City. Uh, we'll talk about that to close the show. But first First, 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 let's, let's talk listener-submitted questions. Uh, like I said, LockedOnBlazersPod at gmail.com is the place to send your questions. Just like this first one, which comes from Rebecca, who asks, You said this year could be viewed as a, quote, prove-it year for Chauncey Billups after two disjointed and underwhelming seasons. After eight games, they've played nine, but Rebecca sent this over the weekend. After eight games, I think Chauncey has done a good job. What do you think of his coaching job so far? Uh... Rebecca, props for listening to my season previews when I said that Chauncey Billups, uh, to, you know, in my mind, hadn't been very good to begin, you know, the first two years of coaching, but disjointed, strange seasons, and and this was the year that I that I think uh, was going to be a, a prove year for him. Can, is he is he going to be, um, you know, is, is he the right the right guy for the job? Is he the right guy for this job? Because certainly, the job has changed since he took it over and all that. Right? This is going to be to prove that he can that he is has has the chops to do it like uh, i don't think my opinion specifically matters but that's that for for me i was going to hold out judgment until we saw this season and to be totally clear nine games in i don't i'm not that you know <laughs> it's not it's not enough it's not enough it's not enough uh like it's not enough and and this is this is just no fault i think the question is good and we're going to talk about billups here now in this first segment but like I was around last November. I was here. I was talking to this microphone. I was sitting in the same room. I got a new chair since then. I'm not sitting in the same chair, but like sitting right here. Um, they were good the first 14 games. They were 10 and four to start the season. And then it really fell apart and they were basically never good again. Uh, it is too early. And we've already learned this lesson to say, yes, this works. And, um, and and to be clear, the Blazers were not derailed by injuries after those first 14 games. Nazir Little got too, got hurt about 10 days after that. Uh, that was, you know, no, November 20th. Justice Winslow didn't get hurt till the week of Christmas. It was another month. Like, the idea that they were derailed by injuries is uh, is a myth, in my opinion. They were derailed by not being very good. All that is to say, they've started the season pretty well. <laughs> pretty well um some of it is expectations right when your expectations are low it's so much simpler to get over the bar but i think unequivocally this is the this has is the best and sort of the most i have appreciated chauncey billups since november of 2022 um 
several reasons why. Uh, if you're a long-time listener to the show, you know that I don't think, um, I think the n- most important thing a coach can do is have good players on the roster. That is that is the most valuable thing a coach can have. Uh, as listener Scott, a long-time listener to the program, has pointed out, all the legendary coaches, all the coaches we consider legends, Greg Popovich, Phil Jackson, Red Auerbach, uh, even Eric Spolster to some extent, they have coached Hall of Famers and MVPs. The best thing, a good, even the best coaches, even the legends, the best thing that they can have is really good players on the roster. Chauncey Billups doesn't have that. So hence the expectations. But the other thing you can have is like a good plan. Like, do they run good stuff? I think Will Hardy, the jazz coach who plays plays plan Tuesday, I think he's a really good coach. He was getting credit for it last year when they were winning. The jazz aren't winning as much this year. You probably won't hear people think that Will Hardy is a good coach. He didn't get worse. Didn't get worse. Um, you, You won't hear them say it as often though. Good plan. I think Billups, for the most part, you know, the offense is just bad. Um, some of that is just skill set. They don't have enough shooting. They don't have dribbling, passing skills, and they have injuries. Uh, but I, I, I think a little bit on offense is like they don't have a like a, some like go to sets. They run a lot of different stuff, which I like a lot of different variety. And it's like sometimes when pick and rolls don't work, they'll run. Okay, let's run shade and pin downs. Um, but you know, like it felt like this year they haven't had a good plan for how to utilize DeAndre Ayton. Like they had a plan, and when that plan blew up, they haven't had a plan B. And that's a little frustrating. But um, again, some of that is skill set stuff that's kind of out of Billups' control. But I think the plan has been decent. There's some game management stuff, time management, particularly timeouts that I have um, noted this year with Billups where I, I think he could get better. But for the most part, the, the plan's been fine. And I think the the other the other big thing I care about, if you're a long-time listener, you know, um, is who plays and when, the lineups. And I think Billups has mostly figured out lineups that work while, like, just cobbling together whatever he has available. Like, Shaden Sharp is playing too many minutes. He's playing 42 minutes a night. Jeremy Grant's playing too many minutes. He's playing 40-some minutes a night. Like, But if they're going to be competitive, those dudes just have to be on the court. I can't really fault Chauncey for that. Like, I, it's certainly something I've noticed. You'd like them to play 37 but I get it, and this is like sort of this is like the hand he's been dealt type of thing. So I, I I don't really blame him for that. But I think the lineups make sense. I think he's gone to Tumani Kamara at the right times. Tumani's pretty limited on offense, but um, the guy he's replacing, Matisse Thibel, is um, only slightly less limited in that he will shoot it sometimes. Um, it, Kamara just like straight up won't shoot it, um, and certainly doesn't make it. Um, if he, if he does, he's shooting under thirty percent from three twenty six and some change as of as of recording uh, this particular episode. So, but I, but I like that he's gone to those defensive lineups. I like that he's on defense specifically. I think Billups has shown that he's. Um, more he's like probably a little bit better at crafting a plan than on offense um but he has some good atos like he'll run some really nice out of timeout plays but on defense it's like they're playing zone at the beginning of the year the zone stunk they dropped the zone they're not playing zone anymore they're basically playing you know two and a half versions of man to man a straight switch everything a switch one through four with uh, like a soft drop with deandre ayton or ayton show and recover that they rarely play but they have a little bit but they rarely play that's why i'm saying two and a half it's maybe like two and a quarter uh different versions of of man-to-man defense they've dropped the zone like you like that's a good plan right we had a plan it didn't work now we've adjusted that's coaching that's like i think he's done a good job there and the final thing, and I think it's the biggest thing, and the biggest thing to Billups' credit is effort. Do, team, do teams play hard? Good plan. Execution is in some ways out of your control because, like, once you implement the plan, they go play, and it's like a skill set thing and whatever, whatever. But, like, good effort. And the Blazers, for their part, 
play their butts off every night. So that's the been the enjoyable part about the season is, you know, they were already good, they were already undermanned to begin the season. They're going to be they're just like overall talent. They were a little weak on a little little light on talent, but then they've just lost all their veteran guards, and then they lost Scoot Anderson, and then they lost. Uh, Rob Williams, like they've just keep the hits keep coming. It's just it's it's been a tough tough start to the year. Injuries a part of it. Every team's dealing with it, but but it's been it's been a reality for the Blazers that that health has um, health challenges have come quickly in the first ten games of the season, and the Blazers just keep on humming. They keep playing hard. Um, you know you 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 know you are not going to get cheated with effort from this team. They can't shoot. They they don't they're one of the worst rim finishing teams in the league. They are one of the worst three point shooting teams in the league. They can't make layups, can't make three pointers. That's tough. That's a tough tough way to do it in the modern NBA. Um, but they don't get cheated. They play hard, and they've been in games. And one of the best indicators of a team that's competitive is is point differential. After two games to start the season where they got just walloped, and it looked like it was going to be a long one. They've been in games. They've been competitive. They've been right there. They were, you know, they were right there. Both both games events, Memphis were close. Uh, even the, you know, the wins in, in Toronto and Detroit were close uh, after getting after getting uh, shellacked by Philly. But even the loss on the, to the Lakers on Sunday, it's like they were they were close in that one. They were competitive, and when they were down double digits in the fourth quarter, they rallied early in the fourth and made it a game. And it was one point game with three minutes left. They play hard. You're not going to get cheated, and and you, and I appreciate that. And I would say too. The biggest thing to Billups' credit is he has this group playing their butts off. And effort is a really good sign of guys buying into the plan. Is, is Chauncey Billups, is, is, has he proved it? No. 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 The season is forever. And we're gonna make it, we're gonna be here forever, so we'll get to judge it through the whole process. But to Rebecca's to answer Rebecca's question now, yeah, this is the best job Chauncey has done in his three years. He's trending absolutely trending in the right direction. And if you were saying, hey, you want to see if he could do X, X, and X, he is the the graph is headed in the right direction probably for the first time ever with him as the head coach. I mean, no, November 2022. I remember 10 and 14 to begin the year. Um, <laughs> it was. Uh, it wasn't that long ago, so we will see. We'll see what December and January hold because those were those were telling times for the Blazers. In each of Chauncey's seasons, um, December has been a telling time. Once, once, once you sort of get through the early season stuff, it's like, oof. Um, hopefully, he's not as spooky this year. Um, hopefully, a little less oof and more appreciation of. Um, you know, a, a young team that brings it every night. They might not win. They might be the worst record that he has in his first three years of coaching. And I said this in the preview. Uh, it's like they might they might lose sixty games, and it could be the best coaching job of, of Chauncey's. Um, it could be the it, they could lose sixty games, and it could be the year that he proves that he's a good coach. Like it's just it's those the wins and losses aren't important. The stuff that we've seen from them is, and so far you've seen a team that that brings it. And for the most part, has had good process in the way that they bring it. Um, obviously, some of the good process does not follow with good execution because of their overall talent. Okay, second segment, another question. This one about the Blazers' defense and is it sustainable? Something I talked about in last week's show, but a question from a listener about sustainability versus the eye test and some numbers to back it up. Let's talk about that in the second segment. But first, let me tell you about Ibotta. If you're an American listener, Thanksgiving is closing in fast. We are, as you listen to this, nine days away. So, 
Why don't you get a little cash back while you're stocking that table for the fam? Or if you're going to a friend's house or whatever it might be, you're going to have to buy some stuff because you're probably going to have to cook some stuff. So why not get a little cash back while you do it starting November? So right now, it's it's happening right now. For the fourth year in a row, Ibotta is giving 100% cash back on your Thanksgiving feast. Just Add the offer in the app to redeem for everything you need to make Thanksgiving feast complete. All you got to do is shop at your favorite retailers and upload the receipt. Ibotta gives you cash back on hundreds of grocery items from produce to personal care, pantry goods, so you can make sure you're beating inflation no matter what you're purchasing. And during this time, it's a get that 100% cash back. Other apps, they're not giving you cash. They're giving you points that don't really amount to much. But with Ibotta, you got money that you can send right to your bank account or your PayPal account if that's what you prefer. And you can also, it's not just for Thanksgiving, although you've got this great deal in November that you should go take advantage of. It's plenty of other brands like Lowe's, Macy's, Sephora, Best Buy. So, Download the Ibotta app now. Use a code LOCKED to get 100% cash back on your Thanksgiving dinner starting in November and continuing on up until November 21st. So download the Ibotta app now. Use the code LOCKED. Get 100% cash back. Go to the App Store or Google Play. Download the free Ibotta app. And again, one more time, use that code LOCKED. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store. And the code is LOCKED. All right, let us keep it rolling with another special delivery mailbag. If you want to ask a question, the place to do it, so the place really to reach me, period, is LockedOnBlazersPod at gmail.com, LockedOnBlazersPod at gmail.com. This next question comes from Alec in Corvallis. Alec did that thing like old school uh, talk radio calling where you say, what's up, it's Mike from North Portland. <laughs> I like it. I like all of it. Alec isn't alone in doing that. It's a funny thing. Keep it up. I appreciate you, Alec. Alec asks, Mike, the eye test says the Trailblazers have been good on defense thus far this season. What do the numbers say? And can they keep this up? I Maybe. <laughs> maybe. I, I Like, they've been better than I thought they would be. Um, so, like, I'm not going to say, like, I think they, I thought they were going to be really bad and I'm going to be right. Like, I don't, I don't know anything. I'm, I'm, I'm a know-it-some, a proud, I'm a proud know-it-some. Um, most know-it-alls are liars. Uh, it's, as a know-it-some, I'll tell you this. I didn't think they'd be this good. And now t- 10 games into the season, nine games into the season, solid. We played some pretty bad offenses. Let's 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 be totally clear. Uh, a couple games against Memphis, that Toronto game where Toronto missed 25 threes. Uh, Detroit is a mess. Uh, you know, it's it is. You the Blazers should not be knocked for playing the teams in front of them, but like f- factually, they've played some bad offensive teams to begin the year, um, and uh, it is what it is. I think. Let me give you the numbers first. Cleaning the Glass, indispensable website, Cleaning the Glass from Ben Falk. Uh, They have them at 13th in points per possession on defense. Cleaning the Glass uh, takes out the garbage time from games to kind of give you the sense of competitive, you know, what's your your defense actually doing during the competitive minutes of the game? Blazers played a ton of competitive minutes. Nobody's played more clutch games than the Blazers thus far in terms of percentage of their games played. They play close games because they're they're in it, because they stay in it, because they play hard. They're 13th in defense, slightly above average. Um, 13th doesn't sound great, right? Like 13th isn't like there. Oh my gosh. But considering where they've been the last four seasons, 
It's one of the b- bottom five and 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 below uh, in in defense. Thirteenth is incredible. An above average defense is just a it's such a massive jump. It's been great. That that has been great. Um, the good people at Dunks and Threes who who have the uh, sort of catch all not sort of who have the catch all stat estimated plus minus. I think it's one of the better, more reliable. Um, I think it's my personal favorite in terms of sort of catch all metrics of the alphabet soup, as John Hollinger calls them. EPM. Uh, they have a adjusted defensive rating based on strength of schedule, and 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 Dunks and Threes has the Blazers at twenty third in defense based on their adjusted, um, adjusted de- adjusted rating based on their strength of schedule. That probably sounds closer to right to me, but the eye test, as as Alec from Corvallis asks, like suggests that they are, if nothing else, competitive on defense. Um, you know, they're. Some of the numbers, some of the indicators suggest that this is a team that's headed for some struggles, and let me tell you why. They give up the second most rim rim shots, rim opportunities of any team in the league. 29th in percentage of their um, uh, opponent's field goal percentage that come at the rim. Teams are getting to the rack against the Blazers. They're getting all the way to the rim. They, They just are. But... In, in, part of that is their third uh, with the fewest percentage of their opponent's attempts that are coming from, third fewest in the league, and opponent's uh, three-point attempts that are coming from the line, uh, field goal attempts that are coming from the three-point line. Like, they prevent threes. They don't give up a ton of threes. They've sacrificed that by giving up a ton of shots at the rim. You know, there's a lot of ways to slice a good defense. A couple years ago when the Bucks were the best defensive team in the league, uh, they gave up a lot of three-pointers and a lot of but naked open three pointers, right? Like they they were they were the frequency of threes that they were giving up was was alarming to some, uh, because you know you just how sustainable can it be if you just don't give up any layups and you and you force everyone to take jump shots and some of those jump shots they take are threes. Um, they were elite defensively that year in terms of numbers. I think sometimes when you watched them, you'd be a little like nervous, like, wow, how does this, how, how does this circus show work? I've never seen someone balance on, on such a thin wire, but like it works because they protected the rim. So I don't think like shot di- distribution is the end all be all because there's a lot of ways um to cook a turkey, but it's, it is Giving up layups is not a good one. <laughs> like those are the best shots. 29th in, in rim attempts and in percentage of opponent shots that are at the rim. That's not great. But the Blazers are, you know, as I mentioned in the previous segment, the most important thing is having good players. And I think the Blazers have upgraded some of their defensive personnel um, such that their defense could be better. Uh, you know, Missing Rob Williams is going to be a big fall off. Who before they were going to have competent center play on the court for 48 minutes, regardless. Uh, without Rob Williams, you know we'll see what Duop Breath becomes. But it's a safe bet that a 27 year old making his, you know 27 year old rookie is probably not going to be like an elite defensive player, but potentially maybe okay. Um, I think it's pretty clear Moses Brown is not a good defensive player. And they don't have any other bigs like center true centers on the roster. But on the wings. Tumani Kamara and and Matisse Thibel, who don't play together ever, um, they did actually. The Blazers played a lineup where where like functionally, um, actually Thibel wasn't in it, but func- functionally Tumani was the two, so they could they could conceivably play together. But Tumani Kamara and Matisse Thibel are a pretty serious wing defense upgrade from Josh Hart and Azir Little. Josh Hart competes his butt off. He's six five. Azir Little's not a very good defensive player. Tumani Kamara is 
has a ways to go on offense, but he brings it on defense. Like he, and he can guard everybody. And that's what I love about him. I bet he'll guard Lowry Markinen tomorrow. And I bet he'll find times when he has to guard Jordan Clarkson. Cause he's going off too, but he's the stopper for the Blazers and he's been excellent. And he's coming in and playing more minutes than the starter, Matisse Thibel, who isn't as much of a lockdown defender, but is a really solid defensive playmaker and a good defender. Like he's a good, he's a good, he's a positive defensive player, even if he's not like, get down in a stance and lock you up type of defense. He's more of like a kind of trick you into taking harder shots and, and throwing pat, you know, make, getting steals and blocks and kind of um, he's a real, he has a real craft, a real, uh, a unique craft to his game on defense. That, that alone, the upgrade on the wings while still playing um, Jeremy Grant and, and having some size matters, not playing a ton of minutes with with Damian Lord and Amphrey Simons, that's an upgrade. Shaden Sharp was one of the worst defensive players in the NBA last season. He's not that anymore. He's not like a super, super good defender yet, but he has some real defensive playmaking instincts in terms of blocking shots and getting steals. Um he's not he hasn't really figured out the team concept yet. You he gets burned a little bit there, but when he's locked in, like he can defend the ball in front of him and he can block shots as a weak side helper and get in passing lanes with his athleticism. Like he is improved. I don't know. 3000% from, from this time last season when he just had no idea and couldn't guard and he's gotten stronger and all those things. Like he's, he's, he's solid. And again, like not playing those Damon Lord and free Simons minutes is an, is an upgrade. Um, you know, would be Malcolm Brogdon's probably and and would probably be more valuable there in terms of like being in the right spot defensively but we'll see what Skylar Mays is over the long run for the Blazers can they keep this up I I I would assume that they'll be you know to answer your question Alec I assume that they'll end up being a below average defense but I predicted in my bold predictions um uh show to begin the season that the Blazers would be bottom five in defense this year but I picked them bottom five in offense bottom five in defense bold prediction or true hater depending on who you are um they're not that right now they're not one of the five worst defensive teams in the league they're better than that credit to Chauncey Billups. He's got, he got a slightly better defensive personnel and he's really made it happen. Uh, you know, I haven't mentioned, I didn't mention here DeAndre Ayton. I'm not sure DeAndre Ayton is, and I, and I I will quickly before we get to the third segment, I'm not sure DeAndre Ayton is a defensive upgrade from Yusuf Nurkic, uh, but he's a different type of defender. He's a different type of defender. He doesn't have to just play drop. He can play a couple other styles of, um, of defense just because of his, he's a little more fleet of foot and a little quicker laterally. Um, I would say probably on the whole, he's about the same level of defense defender as 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 Nurk. Um, they're just different. They're different, and so far, different has been a little bit better for the Blazers. But again, very small sample. We'll see. Um, the numbers suggest that the Blazers are somewhere between slightly above average to below average defense, and I think the indicators suggest that if they could give up slightly less layups and continue to be in the low on the opponent three-point percentage, they could trend in the right direction. Okay, Blazers play their biggest game of the season. The biggest game of the season! Their most important matchup to date! Tuesday evening, downtown Salt Lake City. Let's talk about it! in uh, the final segment. First, I want to tell you about FanDuel, America's number one sports book. We're in this. We are officially in the second half of the NFL season, but still 
Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any $5 winning bets. That's $150 if your team wins. If you're me, my team is the Pittsburgh Steelers, and they keep winning every single game with an interception on the goal line as as the clock ticks down under 10 seconds. Um, Is that a good way to enjoy gambling? No, not so much, but it is rewarding because they win at the end of games uh, despite being... (laughs) pretty pretty not good uh but when i've placed when i'm placing my five dollar money line bet on the steelers to outright win i got 150 bucks to use on FanDuel. the app's easy to use and once you're on there you can bet on a wide range of things like spreads player props over unders and more not just money line but you can live bet games you can place futures bet it's not just nfl but you can bet on the nba all season long whatever sport you're looking for you can find on FanDuel. so go to fanduel.com slash locked on Get in on the action one more time. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. That's FanDuel, an official partner of the NFL. All right, still a pass first point guard. Still Mike Richmond. You are still listening to Locked On Blazers. Let's talk Utah Jazz. Utah beats Memphis on Friday, snaps a four-game losing streak to beat the Memphis Grizzlies on Friday. Their first win in the in-season tournament. They're 1-0 atop of the group. And tied right there with them, your Portland Trail Blazers, who also beat Memphis on a Friday in November. And now the two face off. Blazers, Jazz, trophy on the line, sort of. Can you dig it? Um, as one very tall Western Conference participant used to say. This will be a fun game. Fun because it's a Tuesday night in November and the NBA is on. And I love this stuff. And also because of the added stakes. If you lose twice in your tournament group, you're not going to make it. If you lose once, you might not make it. But you have a really darn good chance. 4-0 in your group, you're in, baby. You're in the quarterfinals. You're, you're into the single elimination portion of the program. So whoever... Utah or Portland gets a win on Tuesday night is really in the driver's seat. They will both have two games remaining, both against Phoenix and LA, the Lakers in their group. The Blazers play the Lakers on Friday. Uh, This is, you know, whoever wins this has a chance to say, okay, if we split the last two against Phoenix and, and the Lakers, we're probably in, we'll probably win the group, but it is almost certainly one of the biggest tiebreakers for, for similar record is, is differential. So what's key, the Blazers have ton, played a ton of close games. If this one's close, shoot it at the, get all your heaves up, shoot them at the buzzer, run it up late. Um, if they, if, you know, maybe don't foul late if you're down four, that would make it a, you know, a five or a six point game. Just like chill, just, just lose by four, go home. Uh, like don't, don't, don't chase it because, uh, because point differential is huge. So here's what you need to know about the Jazz. According to Clean the Glass, they're 17th in offense and 26th in defense. They're three and seven on the year and through their t- first 10 games, six times they've given up 120 points, six times in 10 games. Ooh, the Blazers, the worst offensive team in the league. Can they put up a buck 25 on this jazz defense we shall see like i said they had they were scuffling they were you know had lost four in a row before beating before coming back and beating um and and coming back and beating the grizzlies on friday and then they've had all that time off they've been they've been cold chilling at home waiting for the blazers to show up so um 
you know, rest versus rust to some extent, but uh, but we'll see what happens. They've been playing without Walker Kessler. They started the year playing super big, right? Walker Kessler started. They they traded for John Collins in the offseason. They're playing Lowry Markin, who played a ton of small forward last year. Played started small forward at small forward again this year, but big, right? Like a seven foot front line. And then Walker Kessler went down, and they have not inserted Kelly Olynyk and stayed big. They have gone with Jess Collins and Jess uh, and Jess Lowry Markin and. and and then Oshai Agbaji and uh, and Jordan Clarkson, and they're playing rookie Keontae George as their starting point guard. And to me, that's the problem with the Jazz. The difference between last year when they were just like highly competent is that they had Michael Conley, one of the kings of competency in this league. They don't really have a point guard. Keontae George might end up being a very, very good point guard in the NBA. He had an awesome summer league, and there's moments when I've watched um, a lot of fourth quarters of the Jazz this year, and and uh, you know there are moments when you're like, oh yeah, that. That kid's special. He gets him, you know, gets into the paint in ways that other other um, you know other players don't, right? Like he's just he has he has a a, a a wiggle about him, but you know he hasn't he struggled to shoot it, and it's just like playing point guard in the NBA in the NBA is hard. Um, see Henderson, comma Scoot. It is a hard adjustment to make. And then behind him, like Colin Sexton's not really point guard. Taylor Horton Tucker, who was their starting point guard at the beginning of the year, he's not. They've 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 taken him out of the starting lineup. He's just he's just a a score guard. He's not really a point guard. He can't really shoot, and um, and that's a problem. Uh, the 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 Jazz don't play super fast. They're they're slight. They're slightly below average in pace, uh, but so like 120 is just a product of um, you know half court defensive struggles, and they turn the ball over a ton. Turn the ball over a ton. Um, they're last in the league in turnover percentage, and that's the place the Blazers have to take advantage of them. Uh, on the offensive end, like still a ton of firepower. Larry Markkinen's really good. Um, J- uh, John Collins is shooting above forty-two percent from three to begin the year. Um, they, they Jordan Clarkson can get it going and get as hot as anyone in the league. Um, they've they can still score. It's just they've turned the ball over a ton, and some of that is point guard stuff, right? They just don't have that table setter, and they've been missing him last in the league in turnover percentage. Where they do beat you is their size. They're they're second in the league in offensive rebound percentage. They can score and they get second chance points, and I think that's the key for the Blazers. Um, they the Jazz are slightly below average in foul rate. Uh, with Blazers, when they've won games, have had you know you know relatively low turnovers, and the Jazz don't force like any turnovers either. But uh, the Relatively low turnovers, and they got to the foul line a bunch. The Jazz are, you know, a bad. They don't force turnovers on defense, and they do foul, you know, slightly below average in terms of sending opponents to the free throw line. So I think it's there for them. It's just you got to rebound. You got to you got to rebound, and you got to run off of of miscues for the Jazz because that's going to be the key for them. One of the reasons that they struggle on defense is that they give up easy buckets and and with with transition um it's it's real but their half court defense isn't particularly good either. That's what you need to know about the Jazz. That's good. that's going to be a fun matchup for them. Like I said, I think Tumani Kamara not to start the game cuz he doesn't start. You'll see Jeremy Grant on him, but I bet at the end of the game you're going to see Tumani Kamara guarding Lowry Markkinen. That's a really intriguing matchup that I I I can't wait to watch. And I can also like an opportunity to watch Skylar Mays run pick and rolls. It's a beautiful Tuesday. You are listening to Tuesday show Wednesday. We'll talk about that jazz game. Um, Wednesday evening, the Blazers back in Portland. They play the Cavs in the Moda center. We'll talk about the jazz. Look ahead to the Cavs Thursday's game recap or Thursday's show. Rather, we'll recap the Cavs game and look ahead Look ahead on Friday morning when they play the Lakers in another in-season tournament game chock full of games all week long. 
It's what we do five days a week for your previews and your recaps and everything in between. Um, Only Daily Trailblazers podcast. Tell your friends. Uh, if, if you made it this far, you're 30 some minutes into the show, about 32 minutes into the show. Tell your friends, tell your friends that that's the best way to support the show. You say, I listen to this podcast. It comes out every morning. It's on YouTube. It's on uh, all the podcast platforms. Mike does a great job. I enjoy it. Um, t- that's the best way to support the show. So go out and do it. I appreciate you listening. I'll talk to you soon.